0: Hello, and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Saturday, May the 29th. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am here today to go over a really exciting NBA four-game playoff slate that will basically cover from early afternoon till late after midnight uh, uh, tonight. So uh, very excited to go over this slate. Um, just a, a couple quick mentions of the Friday night slate, which was a very interesting one. We had a uh, uh, couple of uh, surprise games and a couple of things that we had talked about that we thought may very well take place and uh, and they certainly did. Um, to start out, you know we had uh, Atlanta really handle the Knicks uh, fairly easily. Uh, another really bad game for Julius Randle, so uh, that game went to 2-1 Atlanta, and then uh, Boston with a really courageous fight and uh, Tatum dropping another 50 real points, uh, amazing, uh, knocked off Brooklyn to make that 2-1 Brooklyn, and then uh, the the concern I had with the Mavs uh, came true. The Clippers stepped up, even though they were down 30 to 11. Uh Ty Lue finally opened his eyes and realized he couldn't play Zubac in there and make the switch where Luka could just take him one-on-one every time. And uh, once they went small and put Batum in there at center, uh, you know, it just uh, created a lot of problems for the Mavericks. So Clippers win that one 118-108 and are now only down 2-1. So that next game is going to be a huge one. Uh, for sure, uh, hoping that Dallas can, can definitely at least take one at home. So uh, it was a good night, some good games. And we have some, some interesting ones tomorrow with uh, a couple of, uh, well, I should say today because it's uh, af- well after midnight. Uh, but uh, yeah, these games should be good. We've got some, some uh, fairly high totals across the board with all four of them, which sort of evens it out. And then uh, the spreads are all almost even as well, between 4 and 6. So, uh, you know, just a really fair slate where we'll be able to uh, hopefully hone in and and find some real winners for you. Uh, Tonight was a great night. Coach Talk, as far as from the cash game and building bankroll and, you know, just sticking with our process, you know, grinding out some some cash wins. Uh, Didn't get to where we wanted to in – uh, some of the GPPs and the single entries uh, barely slid in the cash on some. I didn't quite make it on some others. So uh, you know, this this Saturday here, we are looking to just uh, have some big takedowns. So uh, if you want to join us, by the way, dfscoachtalk.com. Jump in there and and uh, and hop aboard. All right, let's dive in. The first game is at 1:30 Eastern. It is the Milwaukee Bucks and the Miami Heat. Milwaukee has a 3-0 lead in the series. And uh, it is Milwaukee minus 4.5, half, half over under. As far as player news in this game, big, big loss for the Bucks. Steven Chenzo uh, is out for the rest of the playoffs. So uh, looks like uh, that. Those minutes probably going to be absorbed mainly by uh, I would say Forbes and Conantin will probably uh, scoop most of those, but uh, definitely a loss uh, for the for the uh, Bucks. Um, Giannis is on the list as probable. Certainly, don't expect any uh, issues there or uh, any limitations. Uh, his brother Thanasis, though, is listed as doubtful. Uh, you know, he's generally just garbage minutes uh, anyway. As far as Miami, their uh, their list there is <clears throat> clean. So uh, I know they're going to be coming out, trying not to get swept. Uh, this last game uh, was was a you know a real beatdown, very surprising, and it definitely uh, threw us a wrench into some of our plans. We weren't expecting. Um, a big blowout <clears throat> like that uh, on Miami's court, but we'll see if they can bounce back uh, this time around. Um, you know, it's not like Miami to get swept. Um, you know, if we look at their lineup, you know, it was 38 minutes from Butler and he did get 19 points, eight rebounds, six assists. So he'd certainly improved from uh, the, the previous two games, you know, and started to turn the corner a bit. But just nothing at all from Ariza. Uh, Bam had a decent game, but not really, you know, smashing smashing anything. Um, And then after that, it was just a disaster. Duncan Robinson, one for six. Goran Dragic, three for 14. Very unusual. They really didn't have anybody other than Butler step up a little bit. So I think, you know, we should see uh, a little bit of a change, uh, you know, with, with, with some of these players. And I think, obviously, with an elimination game, you should see monster minutes from from Butler. Uh, 40 minutes, I would assume, is very do, uh, doable if they can keep this game close enough to have a chance. Um, you know, bam, and and becomes possible play. Dragic, who started the game uh, this last game, I would assume will do the same which makes him, you know, a uh, playable, but he certainly struggled. Uh, so not slam dunks on the Miami side at all, but, you know, being a, an elimination game, you know, there's certainly a, a you know, a chance here to look at a Butler Autobio or Dragic in particular. I think anybody else is a little bit of a reach and we, you know, it's, this is tough competition in the playoffs and DFS uh, with, four games as we have today, or like three as we had last night, it is, you know, you can't take uh, a blank from an Ariza or a Duncan Robinson or a Hero or Deadman. I mean, those guys are, you know, I know you have to make the salary work everywhere, but, um, you know, it's it's tough to go down and really uh, get eliminated just with with one of those guys not doing anything. So, um, you know, Miami side, I think stick with uh, the main guys and then see where we go from there. Uh, the Milwaukee side, I mean, they're they're in cruise control. You know, uh, you know the the one thing is they did all contribute though. I mean, it was uh, across the board, just solid games. Uh, Giannis only had 17 points, but he had 17 rebounds, five assists, and a steal. So you know, he's always going to light up the board. You know, the question is, you know, it's in Miami. Does Miami buckle down and finally at least play some decent defense uh, is the question. And, and is Giannis the pay-up guy? Um, it's possible, you know, it, but you're going to get, you know, decent com- contribution from the other players on the team as opposed to a team like Dallas that, you know, it's pretty much Luca or Bust. You've got a real quality, obviously, Chris Middleton, who had 22 last game. Drew Holiday, who shot 70% from the field and pitched in with 19. He's been very playable as well. So, you know, the three big guys there uh, certainly are in consideration, uh, you know, to play one of them. I doubt I'll play more than one uh, and just try to spread out my exposure. Um, you know, Brooke Lopez is a consideration, he got a, almost 27 minutes uh, with 13 points and five rebounds the last game um, and, you know, a couple of blocks, which he usually throws in there. So he is a, you know, a good salary if you need to go down uh, price-wise. I think you'll see a lot of ownership on Bryn Forbes, and I may be one of them. I mean, he got 21 minutes the last game, and some of that was because DiVincenzo got hurt uh, only playing nine minutes, but he's also been a guy that's been hot in this series. You know, he came in and poured in a bunch of points in one of the games and uh, you know, very possible a start for him. Uh, we'll see what coach Bud's going to do with that. But you know, Forbes becomes somebody that you have to look at. And I think Conton at least has to be in a small discussion. Um, I'm not going to go there, but he did get 18 minutes and should see a, a bit of an uptick, but not you know again a gamble uh, and really where you can't afford a, a dud. So uh, one of the main fellas and probably Forbes because of the value uh, is is the best way to go. All right, let's go to game two. That game starts at four o'clock. Denver leads this series two games to one. It is the Denver Nuggets at the Portland Trail Blazers, and uh this is a this is a heck of a series. It's going to be a, a barn burner down to the wire, I think. Portland is favored by 4 here at home, two twenty six and a half and a half over under. Um again, you know, the over/unders only span from 227 to two twenty one and a half, and a half, so not a ton of give either way and none of the four teams are big huge favorites. So uh again, you know, it's it's going to be pretty pure as far as that goes. You're not uh, going to really have to worry about uh, real high total or low total or, or big blowout favor. Um, and, and that really does uh, help to, to even out the board a bit. Um, as far as uh, injuries in this game, Barton is out. Uh, you know, he remains out, should be back soon. Uh, certainly something that doesn't help uh, the Denver cause. But uh, let's, you know, let's look a little bit at that last game. We know the Joker uh, continues to do Joker-like things. Uh, just ridiculous, really. I mean, 36 points, 11 rebounds, 5 assists, and just really solid. Again, 50% from the field, 57% from three, and 100% eight for eight from the line. Just an absolute machine. Um You know, a lot of it may come down to, is it Giannis or the Joker that the pay up, uh, you know, spot. And I very well may go uh, Joker here. I think, you know, he definitely has Nurkic's number. Um, You know, Portland is not a strong defensive team. They haven't been all year. And he's just been dominant. Um, You know, his uh, supporting cast is decent but not, you know, not as strong as Giannis's, in my opinion. And it's really, you know, the Joker with, with some assists from Porter. And then, you know, the rest is just a grab bag of whatever you can get. Now, Gordon did step up a little bit, had 13 points, you know, and and had a few periphery stats. Uh, Austin Rivers uh, had a big finish to that game. He actually took 10 threes and was seven for 14 from the field. So, You know, when he's playing with confidence at his value price, he could be a terrific play. I think you'll have a lot of people chasing that last game. Uh, He did not get it done in the first two games uh, as he did the last game. So certainly some risk there. But if he does get the 37 minutes that he got this last game at that price, it is very, very tempting. Uh, Just the same goes really for the other two guards that are of note here. You've got, you know, uh, Compasso who played 33 and Monte Morris, who's continued to gain minutes. He's up to 25 and a half minutes this last game. And, you know, for me, uh, you know, my emphasis on not wanting to play game guys that split minutes at a position. And I do think that Morris is probably to the point now in this game where you're going to see a pretty even split uh, split with with uh, Composo and Morris. However, they did play together on the floor somewhat uh, if Rivers is not having, you know, one of his games. So, uh, you know, all three of them you can consider, obviously. There's risk with all of them, but you do need to find value somewhere. Um, and I'm going to try to determine where I want to settle in on and, you know, with those three guys. I'm I'm leaning towards Morris. Actually, I think his, you know, he is a proven commodity, even more so than Compasso and Rivers, in my opinion. Um, and it was just a matter of him being healthy. And you know, he's the kind of guy at the price that he is. I think that can make a, a massive difference. Not going to go any deeper. Uh, again, you know, can't risk it with a Jermichael Green or Millsap or Howard. Shaq Harrison. those guys are all going to be uh, small minutes where it's just you know not going to make an impact. The question is, do we go with the secondary guy of either a Porter or a Gordon? Gordon's price remains uh, low. He does continue to improve. Um, Porter's expensive, but you know he you know he's going to get mid30s minutes and if he's hot, uh, you know he really gets it done. Uh, but only 11 shots the last game, which is a little concerning. Uh, I expected him uh, to have like 20 shots up. But, you know, he he uh, had less shots than Rivers, almost the same as Composo. So don't know if I want to play up with Porter. May stick with Gordon at the cheap price because, uh, you know, his minutes are pretty safe. 34 again this last game. And again, you know, it's balancing – Really, you know, the top pay up guys with some mid level guys and making it work because there's no like monster value anywhere that you can say, okay, you know, this guy's going to get 30 some minutes at, at a minimum price. Uh, it's just not that way in the playoffs. So it really comes down to being able to pay, pay up for a guy or two that, that you really think can smash the slate that you can't do without. And I'm talking Westbrook either Westbrook, the Joker, or, uh, or Giannis, really, those three, because those three at any time can, you know, put 80 fantasy points, 85 fantasy points up on the board, and they're a must-have. So, uh, you know, that's that's a good possibility of where you have to go there uh, and then try to find these guys that, you know, aren't the Michael Greens and Paul Millsaps that can get five fantasy points for you. But trying to settle on either the Gordons or Morrises that you know are going to get decent enough minutes may not smash the slate. But if they can get to five or six X uh, along with some of your smash plays, that that's really all you need. And that really seems to be the theme. You know, now that we're getting into these game threes and fours in these series, uh, you know, we're seeing sort of the lay of the land, how the playoffs are working. And, you know, it was a shock to the system for all of us to go from teams playing 15 players and having three minimum price guys be in smash positions to, you know, very limited rotations, seven, eight guys, maybe with the majority of minutes going to the key players. And so it's been a balancing act trying to, you know, avoid the, the, the giant landmines of some of the guys that just aren't getting it done uh, and not getting the playing time. So Again, I think this could be a key game uh, to look at for a couple of those value plays that we mentioned that are, you know, they're mid-level, but still somewhat value. Um, On the Portland side, you know, guys that fall into that category, you still got Robert Covington, his price has plummeted 39 minutes the last game. And boy, guys like that with those kind of minutes make it just very tough to pass on. Um, they really do make it work for your payup guys, you know, and I didn't mention Dame Lillard. He's another guy that you could consider with those other three as, as the monster payups, he played 40 minutes again, you know, dropped in 37 points. But again, we're in that situation where I think Lillard has a little bit better help like Giannis does, as opposed to the guys that I'm sort of favoring, uh, as the buy up guys, you know, with, with, uh the joker who it's a little bit thinner there. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's tough call though. I mean, you know, you've got to look at these guys and, and try to determine, uh, you know, where is that going to get spread out? Now, Lillard took 31 shots the last game, but he does have McCollum McCollum got 20 pile 14. That's a hell of a lot of shots. And that's what makes, you know, this game very interesting to me. Also, because I I do think it has the potential to be the highest scoring game. Uh, There is a decent tempo that we expect here uh, and and is proven to be that case in the first three games. So, you know, Lillard, I don't know. I mean, it makes it again, it makes it very, very tough when you're trying to determine, you know, is it do you, you know, take Westbrook, who's somewhat solo at times, but Beals with him? Uh, Do you take, you know, the Joker? in that situation uh, where he's carrying the squad, you know, or, or do you go to uh, a Lillard, you know, in this type of situation, it's tough. Um, I'm probably not going to go Lillard as much as I think, you know, he's an outstanding play, but I would prefer to look at either Nurkic. I think, you know, he's going to be on the floor. He keeps filing out of these games because he can't handle the Joker so that is a little scary, but he got 32 minutes, which is very respectable. Canner only played five minutes and 50 seconds, so he is is pretty much out of the scoop there. They they played Carmelo uh, 27 minutes. He actually was guarding uh, uh, Jokic a few times, guarding some of the couple of the different uh, strong players uh, from the other si- side inside uh, the paint. So. You know, we'll see how it goes there. Powell at 36 minutes has been consistent, but not smashing. His his price is a little high. You know, I'd prefer Covington. Um, McCollum's price is leveled a little bit, certainly much cheaper <clears throat> than Lillard and has the potential to outscore Lillard. And that is always tempting, um, you know, when you're trying to fit in salary. So a lot of interest in this game. Would like to, you know, come out of it with about three guys. Um uh, probably a pay-up and a couple of uh, those, uh, you can't really call them valued, but mid-level uh, type plays. All right, two games remaining, and we're going to provide it at Coach Talk, a full uh, slate, uh, which will be all four games uh, that we'll, we'll post uh, at 1 p.m. And then we'll also do an after-hour slate, the two night games separately as well, uh, which Uh, That locks at 7, so we'll be posting that at 6.30. Uh, Plenty of time to jump in with us. Uh, This podcast is posting early morning, so uh, if you hear it and you want to join in, go to DFSCoachTalk.com. You can see our memberships right there. If you want to just try us out, dip your toes in the water, if you will, Uh, there's a three-day pass for $10, so you get all of our action Saturday, Sunday. And Monday, you know, we've got NBA games every day uh, and then baseball and golf. Uh, So uh, definitely would love to have you join us. Uh, If you want to take advantage of two other specials that we have going, one being our NBA playoff special, which is uh, a great deal. It's two months of all uh, Coach Talk. You can eat, basically. It's all of our content, podcasts, lineups, all of our sports. And it's 111 for two solid months uh, that gets you through all of the NBA playoffs uh, and, you know, great package a lot of people are taking advantage of. If you're interested in in, uh, betting on the games, uh, one of our providing sponsors and uh, presenting sponsors, I should say, is uh, BetUS uh, and BetUS.com.pa is the website. Um, You have the option to sign up there. Uh, by using the promo code Coach Talk, all one word, no space, depositing $149. Uh, you get to use the whole 149 on BetUS for all of your wagers, and you get that two-month free NBA playoff membership with us. So if you're looking to, to get the membership, 111 is the great deal. Um, if you're looking to bet on the games and you want the free membership, the 149 at BetUS is the way to go. And again, if you just want to try us out and see what we have to offer, we have the best community on the planet. Uh, we have great pros, a real active Discord. Uh, we're giving out full lineups for FanDuel and Yahoo and uh, Coach's Clipboard or Core Plays on DraftKings. So, uh, but if you do just want to try us out for that three day uh, $10 pass, Jump on dfscoachtalk.com. If you're watching us this on YouTube, please take a second. This is the one big ask we have every podcast. Thumbs up is important to us. Smash that subscribe button. Please do that. It takes two seconds. We're really gaining on a, a major goal that we have here at Coach Talk as far as subscribers. So we really appreciate that. And while you're at it, click the little button in in the corner. Uh, upper corner there that uh, will give you an alert every time one of our podcast posts. Um, And if you want to catch us on uh, Twitter, we're all at DFS Coach Talk. Uh, My uh, partner here in crime, Mr. Andrew Hansen, is at Language Olympic, and I am at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. All right. Thank you for sticking with me through that. Let's attack these last two games uh, and get after it here. The 7 o'clock game is Philadelphia at Washington. And the big news of the day and everything that we're going to have to follow in Discord uh, throughout the day is the status of Russell Westbrook. Um, we know that he went out with that injury, um, but you know we know that he's tough as nails and he usually plays. Uh, and But again, if the injury is going to, uh, hobble him, uh, there's a chance that he could be out, so we'll follow it closely through the day. It will change this entire uh, game if if he does sit or he is limited. So that's going to be uh, very important. So I'm gonna I'm gonna break this game down uh, as if he's gonna play uh, without limits, and then we'll adjust throughout the day. Obviously, if he does sit or limited, Beal becomes 100% play. Uh, but I, I'm expecting him to play. I think he's even more motivated since that idiot dumped the popcorn on him uh, there uh, in Philadelphia. So that was that was an embarrassment. But uh, I think he plays. So uh, the only other uh, possible injury at all is Philadelphia. Uh, Seth Curry had a, a bit of an injury, but he's probable to play um, in this game. Philly's up to two nothing. And they are a six-point road favorite here. 227, uh, just a slight half-point bigger than the last game. It is the the largest uh, on the slate, but just barely. Um, and, you know, it, it's understandable why. We know Washington's the fastest-paced team in the league. There are extra possessions. Philadelphia, as good as they are defensively, uh, you know, there has been higher scoring uh, at times in this series just because of Washington's pace so you know it keeps these guys in play. Um, I don't think that this game is is a smash play you know over any of the other ones though I think the Denver Portland game uh, I may like even just a, a, a smidgen better so but obviously in this game if if Russ does play and he's and he's able to go um, you know, Playable. He was only two for ten in the last game, though, so that's a concern. Uh, at his price, you know, he's always a triple double waiting to happen. I think you're going to see low ownership on him because of the, you know, the injury and the poor last game where he let a lot of people down. Um, you know, could be a monster steal and could take stuff down for you if you if you do risk uh, the play on him. Um, you know, I'll probably be with the majority. Uh, and more than likely fade him just because, you know, I respect Philly's defense. They certainly could get a closeout game or uh, game three win here to get close to closing out the series. And, you know, it is a do or die win for uh, Washington. They don't want to go down three Oh uh, teams that go down three Oh are zero and one forty-four uh, in this round of the playoffs. So, Uh, You know, if you're down 3-0 like that, uh, you're in trouble. So uh, it is uh, more than likely, though, for me, you know, I'm going to look at uh, possibly Beal. You know, he's playing and shooting well. 28 shots last game. You know, we need him to pick up the peripheries, though. I mean, not as great on the rebound assist steal area. Uh, You know, hopefully he picks that up because he's expensive as well. As far as the Washington guys, everybody always tries to find a golden nugget from one of the Wizards. And, you know, I'm guilty with the rest of, the, of everybody else. I mean, whether it's Hashimura, who generally disappoints the, the craziness of, you know, Len Gafford and Lopez, uh, just a nightmare. You know, Raul Neto, who really hasn't he had one decent game, uh, but generally doesn't do a thing davis bertans who possibly had one of the worst playoff games i've ever seen in my life 24 minutes 0 for 4 from the field all chuck and duck threes and he grabbed a grand total of two rebounds no assists no steals no blocks nothing and on top of that he fouled out so if you have, if you take Bretons, you have a lot more courage than I do. I just, I I think that guy is, a, is, is a joke. Um, Ish Smith is the guy, you know, the, off the bench that's had the most impact. You know, he got 14 shots up, which is second to Beal on the team. And when he's in there, he does ball. I mean, he plays, but risk, you know, there's a lot of risk there. Um, and really it's, for me, I, I'm just not going to go there. You know, my theme today is avoid these pitfall guys that are just, you know, going to destroy your lineup. And I know it's easier, uh, you know, said than done because, you don't you know, there's not these awesome value plays. But again, if you don't push the envelope and buy up, buy up and go with these upper level to mid-level guys, uh, you can make it work. I mean, I've develop some lineups here where I haven't had to scrape the bottom of the barrel and, you know, pray that a Raul Neto somehow has a good game or whomever it is. So, you know, for me, it's going to be uh, a small consideration of Russ once I see, you know, if, if his uh, ownership is as low as I think it could be. Uh, I think it could be a phenomenal uh, leverage play here uh, if that does happen Um, and if not, I think Beal is, is a very good candidate, uh, to, to get some run with me, uh, for me here on the Philly side, we have another, you know, a guy I didn't even mention again, Joel Embiid, when I was talking about the huge payups across the board, we have all the superstars on this card. Uh, you know, he only took 12 shots the last game, you know, they're handling Washington pretty easily. And you know, Simmons 15 shots, Harris 13, so you know, there's a lot of support there, and that's why you know, Philly I think has a great chance, uh, you know, to, to win the whole thing. I really do. Uh, they were my pick last year, and and uh, you know, this year I think they have this even a better chance, and you know, we'll see how that goes. Now, as far as buying up for Embiid, always a great play, of course, uh, but. I, you know, I just don't know. Again, uh, I'm looking for the guys that don't have the supporting cast as well, and he certainly is getting that. Even, you know, from the Curry's and and uh, Thybulles off the bench, Dwight Howard gets solid minutes as the backup center. So, you know, I'm not going to look at the Embiid side. Harris's price is right on that, you know, brim of of not quite being as playable. But nine for 13 again from the field. I mean, he's been fantastic. Nine rebounds. I mean, he just gets it done. Um, in some consideration there, uh, you know, I guess the guys that the the two guys that you can consider also uh, Ben Simmons, of course, uh, his price is high, though. But triple double possibility playing with confidence, you know, uh and and it's tough to check them. And if Russ isn't a hundred percent, which I don't wouldn't imagine he's going to be uh, totally a hundred percent, you would think that that's going to open the door a little bit more for Simmons. Uh, and then after that, you know, Curry being dinged up a little bit uh, is a concern, but he's also a guy that can quickly hit a bunch of shots. Uh, you know, make a bunch of threes. But again, sharing some time uh, divvying it up with Danny green and they're playing George Hill quite a bit. Uh, he finished some, a couple of these games. So, uh, you know, you hate to go down there and risk that. Uh, but you know, at least, you know, green and Curry are veterans that have been around. And if the game somehow stays close, uh, they, you know, they're going to get minutes over The Shake Miltons and Tyrese Maxey's. I'll tell you, Maxey deserves more minutes. Uh, I'd love to play him, but 13 minutes last game, even though he was four for seven again, hit two threes. I mean, he's really played well off the bench, but just can't trust his minutes. But uh, I'm impressed with Philly's depth. I think they're a dangerous team, but it hurts in DFS. You know, they're using more players. Some of it's because they're handling Washington easily. But they're using more of their bench than anybody else in the playoffs. And uh, that's not a good thing for us in DFS, as we know. So, you know, we'll see. This game may may not be that much exposure for me. You know, I, I wouldn't mind going with a Beal, you know, and then you know a correlation play with like a Harris. But again, some of it's going to have to do with the news on Westbrook and then how the salaries are going to fit in. But, uh, you know, it's an interesting one. All right, let's finish it up. We have a 9.30 p.m. game, last game on the slate. It is a tied series at one all. Utah at Memphis, Utah's minus five. It's a 224 over under. And, uh, you know, this has been a really entertaining series, one that I think can easily go either direction. Um, as far as the Memphis side goes, I mean, Really, one of the biggest stories of the playoffs has been uh, the maturation of the stardom of Ja Morant. I mean, this guy has really taken it to another level. I did not think I would ever see a game, at least yet, where uh, they rolled him out there for 44 minutes. And he took 26 shots. I mean, 15 for 26, 47 points. And seven assists, four rebounds, absolutely somewhat broke the slate. Now, is, is that going to be consistent? I mean, the one thing that Coach Jennings has done, he's done a great job with his team, but he doesn't seem to ever play his guys over 40 minutes. So that was a big surprise, you know, for those that owned Jaw the last time around. I just don't know if I trust it again. I mean, I can easily see him getting 36, but that's seven minutes less. And, you know, that's a big blow. Um, he was also 15 for 20 from the foul line. And is the guy going to get 20 foul shots again? I seriously doubt it. So I, I don't say, you know, he's a bad play by any stretch. His price is better than some. And obviously we've seen his ceiling, but there has to be some regression here, I would think. I mean, first of all, they're probably going to, yeah, you know, Utah's a good defensive team. I would assume they're going to plan a little bit better. I respect Coach Snyder, and you would think the preparation will be to take him away a little bit more and make him give up the ball. So, you know, I, I hesitate to say it, but I I doubt that I'm going to go Morant because I think he's going to be highly overowned um coming off that last game. And a lot of people you know, that recency of the last game, I think it's one of the biggest mistakes people make in DFS is they just, they can't get off of what they did that last game. And the stats I just read, they're amazing. But, you know, can he repeat that? I mean, that was his career game, even though he's a youngster, but I don't know. I, I just, I I have, I have some concern there. And, uh, you know, I, I think that some of that usage of his is going to get spread around a little bit. Whether it goes back to Joe Val, he only took 12 shots, seven of 12. uh, was in a little foul trouble, but he still had decent numbers, 18.6 rebounds. He's certainly an option. Um, Kyle Anderson got 37 minutes again. He always contributes in just about every category. So he's a possibility. Jaron Jackson Jr. uh, had, you know, a really off game for him. His price is decent. And, you know, you know, one of my favorites is Dylan Brooks. And he had a, a huge game the game before, but uh, really lost a lot of that steam in this game to Jaw. but he was still 10 for 14, uh, you know, but he had foul trouble. So I would expect him, you know, to pick it up a little bit. His price is certainly, as we talked about, that mid-level stuff that you need to find uh, to fit in there. Uh, his periphery stats were, were poor this game, only two rebounds and one assist, but that's, that's really an outlier. He's, he's more of a contributor all over the place and will definitely get you some steals. Uh, so I think he's in play at, at his price. As far as the bench goes back in that same dilemma, you know, Bane Allen, Melton, Tillman, Jones, those guys are all going to get spot minutes, certainly not enough uh, to dent my lineup. So Will you know, I, I will be looking at Brooks a little bit, Kyle Anderson a bit, Joe Val. I think that, you know, all those guys are in play for me uh, and can make it work because they're not the top of the price level. And I do think that some of Jaws phenomenal game will spread out to some of the other players. And, you know, it's a home game for Memphis and uh, they haven't had a home playoff game in a while, especially with. You know, they've never had one with this group of guys. And, you know, with more and more people being allowed to be at these games, we know Memphis has always had a phenomenal home court advantage through the years, through all the Conley and Zebo and Gasol years that, you know, that was a very tough place to play. And I think you're going to see some of that tomorrow. And I think that gives an advantage, uh, you know, the adrenaline and everything going for for the Memphis guys. So I definitely like some exposure there. And then on the Utah side, you know, we had the return of Donovan Mitchell. You know, we uh, we we knew that there'd be some semblance of a, a minutes restriction. Obviously, it was around 25 minutes, and he played 25 minutes and 39 seconds. Um, will that go up a little bit? I mean, he looked good. Uh, he took 19 shots in that time, so it's certainly – Uh, You know, uh, not shy to get the ball up there again, 10 threes, knock down five of them. I can see him in a a tight game, 28 minutes, maybe, Um, you know, if that justifies the price to you, that's, you know, that's the decision you have to make. He certainly can get it done in that time frame. Um, But, you know, uh, the tough part is, you know, do you want to spend that kind of money and and know that, you know, he's not, I don't believe, capable of or going to be expected uh, by Coach Snyder to get 35, 38 minutes like he would normally get in a a close playoff game. So that takes him down just a a notch for me. You know, I I like a a couple of guys here that are decently priced. There's some risk with Bogdanovich. You know, I like him, though. He can be a a difference maker, uh, but he has to get a few periphery stats because he is a bit uh, scoring dependent. If he can pick up a few of those, though, at the price that he's at, uh, you know, you know, he's going to knock down some threes and going to be in the mix and going to be on the floor. So, you know, he's a possibility. Mike Connolly's a vet. This is his old house, too, in Memphis, where he's beloved there. His number will, will be hanging from the rafters there in Memphis. So what an emotional, exciting game for him. Um, and he played 37 minutes the last go around. I think he's hugely in play here. He's going to make a lot of my lineups and, you know, I, I think it's going to be, it's just a great narrative that I think makes sense. I mean, he did get 16 shots up and made eight of them played a solid game, 15 assists, you know, and I just, you know, he's well rested. Uh, I think he'll get in there and, and play well. So he's high on my list. And then, uh, you know, Gobert is is definitely in play. Uh, you know, it's always a question mark because his price is high for a guy that they really don't run anything for. I mean, he got 11 shots up. You know, that's about all he usually gets. Nine for 11 because, you know, usually only shots he takes are, are pretty much dunks. But 13 rebounds. I mean, you know, he's a, a double-double for sure. Uh, and you get that bonus. But again, he's expensive and his ceiling is somewhat limited. So it makes it tough. But, you know, I certainly can see, you know, uh, a reason to play him if you can fit him in salary wise. After that, I think it's, you know, it's it's a bit of a reach. Uh, Royce O'Neal gets minutes uh, and he can be a nice, you know, guy that just makes your salary work, but very risky. Now, this last game, you know, he got by 14 points, eight rebounds. That gets it done at his lower price, but you know, a lot of times that may be eight points for rebounds and then, you know, you're, you're stuck. Um, and then after that, again, we're, we're talking, uh, you know, bench guys. And my, my concern is Clarkson only played 22 minutes last game and he's, he's pretty expensive for, uh, his minutes off the bench. Uh, he certainly can be explosive and, and make a bunch of threes, uh, you know, and and get some assists. So you know, he's not a bad play, but I I just don't see spending quite that much on a guy that may only get mid twenties minutes. It's possible, uh, and that's where he you know again twenty two minutes the last game. After that, just Ingles probably not enough minutes. Favors those kind of guys. So you know, finding the those value guys again, it's the key on this whole entire slate, and then making sure that the couple of guys you do buy up for, uh, do smash. I mean, you know, there's not any room for error. I mean, it, it is, you know, you've got to just have both of the really three elements and and everybody knows that, but it's good to remind yourself as you're building your lineup, because you can talk yourself into some plays uh, that after, you know, the lineups lock and you look at it and you think, why exactly did I do that? But really the, it's, you know, a buy-up guy or two are a necessity because there are some guys capable of 80, 85 DFS points. So picking those couple of guys is number one. Secondly, finding those mid-level guys that are priced well enough that you know they're going to get minutes, they're going to contribute. They may not have, has, have as high of a ceiling, but they have a much higher floor than some of the value guys you get, try to squeeze in there. And then the third thing is of avoiding the, the major pitfalls. Uh, it, I mean, it happens. Every slate that I've seen, uh, tons of lineups where there's one massive mistake that is made and that player either gets a zero or a five or an eight. I mean, it's happened to all of us and you can fall in that trap when you're trying to get that last low salary in there. So I would say rather than fi- you know putting that guy in there at low salary and then risking blowing up your whole lineup, buy down a little bit from one of the higher guys and get the mid-level guys. I really believe uh, my strategy, the rest of this playoffs, is more of a mid-level build. I mean, I think it's a necessity because the rest of the guys aren't getting the minutes and you can't risk it. So, you know, that's the strategy that I would recommend. And what I've seen through these, these playoffs is, you know, uh, attack it from a scenario of minutes played for some of these guys, uh, and that usage, because with seven, eight man rotations, everybody's usage is up. Uh, and so, you know, let's try to avoid, uh, any of those gamble guys that are going to throw up a single digit and sink you. So that is it, my friends, uh, I'm excited for this slate. It should be fantastic. We have the same exact uh, situation tomorrow on Sunday with another four-gamer spread out throughout the day. So I will probably do the super late night, early morning podcast again tomorrow like I'm doing here. So it gives everybody a good chance to listen to it uh, prior to the earlier starts. Uh, and again, the first tip is 1.30 uh, Eastern uh, on, on uh, today. So that is it. Thank you so much for joining us again, DFSCoachTalk.com. Become a member. We'd love to have you and uh, hope everybody crushes it in DFS.